From Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Scott Logan from Chronologic. Scott, it's really nice to have you on. Likewise. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited. So tell me a bit about yourself and about your company. So Scott Logan, VP of Marketing at Chronologic. I've been in the sales and customer software engagement space for my entire life. And I've also been involved in marketing, which is all about the customer and uh, sales engagement. So I've been lucky enough to be able to practice what I preach, if you will, for my entire sales and marketing career. Nice. I love it. So Chronologic, tell me a bit about what you guys do, what you're up to, all that. Yeah, so Chronologic is doing something new in the sales engagement space where we're actually adding more value to your time and allowing you to turn your time into more dollars by automating the calendar invite itself. Hmm. And by doing so in a sales motion, you're getting that SDR or that sales rep to be able to get that intent signal, the highest intent signal there is of an accepted meeting, which all the calls and emails and LinkedIn messages and direct mails you get lead to that meeting. And most oftentimes we're finding if you provide them with a calendar invite that identifies that uh, intent at the beginning, they're going to say yes to that invite the same way they would say yes if you caught them out of the blue with a phone call that they weren't expecting or an email that they stumbled upon. And it's just a a much shorter route to that yes or no so that you can get on with nurturing or you can get on with the scheduled strategic discovery call that both parties will be prepared to have. And a lot more goes into it, but that's essentially at the basics where Chronologic is at and where it fits. And we're making really great strides really fast. Nice. I love it. That's awesome space to be in. And so let's dive into what marketing looks like for you guys. What are some things that you did last year? What are you excited about for the year ahead? And what do you have cooking for this year? Yeah. So for the sales engagement space where I've spent the last four-ish years and continuing on, I've not seen a whole lot of new software. It's been more so, here's what we've been doing for a long time the calls, the emails, the call recordings, the call analytics. And instead of having advancements or changes in that sales cycle or sales tech stack, I'm seeing consolidation. So Hmm. you would combine a call analytics solution with a enablement platform, or you combine the marketing automation with the sales engagement or the sales engagement and CRM combined together. And there's all sorts of new combinations that can be tailored and suit your needs, but the tactics itself necessarily haven't changed. And if you go to a much more mature by maybe 20 plus years sector of the contact center world where the customer service is the focus, a lot of the things that the sales engagement tech arena is saying are new and here's this exciting thing like real-time call coaching and things like that. I'm like, we acquired a company in the mid 2000 teens when I was at a, a contact center software that had been doing that for years and we just built it into the platform. So it may be unique to sales reps, but to customer service reps and CS teams, it's old hat and they're a few more steps down the road, which is also interesting to see because the first seven years of my SaaS background was in the contact center 
component of it. And so new coming forward, that's why I joined Chronologic actually, because both in the sales tech stack, in the marketing tech stack, and in the customer service tech stack, and best practices, honestly, this is the first time that anyone has developed technology that can strategically and without just doing a blast approach where you have some customization and you can tailor these messages and incorporate them into your marketing and sales and customer service processes actually send a calendar invite. And everybody is tired of being lead chased, essentially chased down by an SDR or your account rep or whomever. And it's easier just to say yes or no when something interests you. So that's why I moved to Chronologic and why I think that maybe this is the first big movement in the customer service arena and sales arena in a long time. Yeah, it's awesome. So what has you excited about this year? What are you kicking off any initiatives? What's on the... What's on the horizon for the company? Growing? It sounds like you're you're really crushing it in this space. So tell me a bit more yeah. about that. Yep. We have quite a bit of momentum. So uh, we're acquiring a lot of customers very fast and primarily enterprise customers because the larger your sales team or your service team, your account management team is, the more benefit you're going to get from something like what we do. And what we're doing right now, aligning to your podcast, actually, ironically enough, is building out our customer success team and our customer service team. Easy to say, we need to throw more money in, in growing the business. But as you start to grow that business and those customers start flooding in, uh, then you need to start supporting them with the same type of white glove service you gave them in the sales cycle. Making sure that the company is focused on that and understands those ratios and puts some time and money and effort. For example, for us, the first position being added to my team at a leadership level is a director of customer success, customer marketing. Mm. And that person came from being our own director of account management. That way we can like seamlessly transition those stories that one person has seen all of them and can reference all of them and antidote them into some content and drive that expansion across the rest of the customer base. So it's really a perfect transition. And it's just like the leading indicator for us on making sure that we continue to grow out that CS team and not leave that behind. Nice. I love it. So let's pivot a bit to your experience as a leader and when it comes to marketing and building customer relationships and sales and all that. What are ways in which you found work best to build lifelong relationships with customers? What is some of the what, the how, the why behind all that? So in terms of a marketing leader addressing that question as opposed to a customer success leader, I'm thinking of the lifelong relationship of a customer starting with the first engagement with our marketing content. Are they hearing stories that relate to them? Are they able to visualize and realize those use cases as we get them into our funnel? And as our salespeople start to discuss them in terms of applying what we do to their world, then they become a customer and we're immediately engaging them again at the marketing funnel where we can highlight them. We can bring them to a roadshow when we start having field events again or a dinner and uh, showcase their company and the success they're having and what they're doing in terms of what we do to their peers in their area. Maybe even put them on a panel at a major conference that you've purchased the keynote for or a breakout session for. And you're really boosting them up in a way that is mutually beneficial, gives them and their marketing team free awareness. Personally, it boosts their own profile within their industry. 
And those are some of the things that maybe even the standard customer marketing and customer advisory board components won't do because that's more about them giving advice to the product team, giving feedback to the product team, maybe even networking within each other to try and boost their own effectiveness as a company or or in their role, no matter what persona you're selling to. So when you add on this uh, layer of incorporating them into your demand gen with the stuff they're doing in your customer group, and then maybe you have a, a user group as well, then you start to really create this community where it's an information sharing best practices relationship, as opposed to I'm going to host you to a dinner. You're going to give me everything you need. I need to know about what works and what doesn't work in the platform. And then we talk again next year. Mm. It, it, it's more than that. And it makes them feel good when you hold them up on a pedestal. It really benefits the entire life cycle of the customer from marketing to sales to CS. It's holy. I love it. So let's talk about some of your advice in terms of what marketing people can do to be successful. So what advice in general would you give to maybe some of the younger marketing people and the other broad, more broadly, the marketing community in terms of things to do to be successful in your role? Yeah. So I would say because marketing is, I guess, new marketers today, they never even knew the world of marketing without demand gen. So where branding and leads was the cherry on top. And now it's leads are nice, but opportunities and pipeline is the goal. And branding is just the assumed overlay that you're going to incorporate into anything you do. So first understand that's marketing. It's numbers, it's sales, it's converting off of your content and making sure your content is aligned. And you can't actually build the pipeline yourself. Obviously, you need the sales team to do that. So I always have my teams align with the sales teams that they support from day one. I typically say, thumb, finger in the air, spend 50% of your time with sales reps. When we go back in the office, in their bullpen with the SDRs, in the bullpen with or the cubicle space with the inside sales reps, do virtual ride-alongs if you can't actually fly out to Philadelphia or New York and do uh, an all-day ride-along when if if that even becomes a thing anymore. Maybe it is only virtual right along from here on out. But that's really where you need to make sure that you're aligned because you may think that the campaign messaging you've been using is just always working. And then all of a sudden you dive into the details of these numbers that look great and you find out that they're only great because the SDR stopped using your talk track two months ago because they found out something that works, but they don't want to make you mad or make you feel bad that we're getting trouble by saying your messaging doesn't work. Yeah. But they're still converting your leads, doing something completely different. So you need to know that. You, the numbers tell you one thing, but the true answers come from when you combine the numbers with the anecdotes. And unless mm-hmm. you're taking the SDR team out to lunch as group one-on-one, spiffing them in their team meetings, have their leaders in your team meetings, maybe even have them come speak to your demand gen meetings from time to time about a specific campaign or topic. See if you can even run their role-playing or do role-playing once a month on a couple of campaign scripts that you have coming up. Mm-hmm. Just 15 minutes doing that alone is going to increase the effectiveness of your campaigns tremendously. Mm-hmm. And the second part of that aligns with the life cycle component where do the exact same thing for your customer success team, because guess what? 
you're going to need customer speakers. You're going to need customer references. Someone's going to ask you for a case study. And if you don't have that relationship with the customer success team in the same way you've built this relationship with the sales team, it's going to be like pulling teeth trying to get customer references, panelists, guest speakers, you name it. So I think that is really the name of the game is to make sure that you're spreading your network and influence and awareness across the entire company. And marketing is unique in that you really do connect to all the different pieces of the, of the company, even down to your product and solution team, because you need to know what's on the horizon. So you need to know what to talk about. That's one of the things I love most about being on the marketing team. I guess that would be my advice. Don't stay in a bubble. I love it. That's awesome. Scott, it's been very nice to have you on. And I, I really appreciate you joining the podcast and all that. Any last thoughts before we run here? Any uh, words of wisdom, last key points you want to make? I don't know. We dropped a lot of good uh, nuggets of information there. So I guess uh, if you do all of those relationship best practices within the company, if you do all of those customer and prospect networking and relationship steps, and you have a good handle on your numbers, everything should just always naturally, or for the most part, naturally fall into place. That'll alleviate any bottlenecks that you have on the sales side, bottlenecks you have on how do you get another customer speaker. We've talked to the same three customers the last year for everything we've done. You really end up, without knowing it, removing roadblocks well in advance. So uh, I guess I would just summarize it with that. Nice. I love it. Hey, thanks so much for coming on and sharing all your wisdom here today. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you.